Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisper podcast for Kickstarters. And it's actually Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, and that's what we're here to talk about. Because each episode, I talk to, usually I talk to somebody, my last episode I didn't, uh, but I usually talk to somebody who's got an idea or a, something they want to do on Kickstarter, and they have a dream that they want to pursue. And there's no difference um, between a board game or a movie or a particular project that you might have. And my guest tonight has been on the show before. We talked about their project last time, and they we've brought them back because they're going to share with us lessons learned on their failure to fund their first project. Scott King joins me. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. It's nice to be here. It is nice to be here because last time uh, it wasn't under such terrific circumstances, right? Um, your project, Holiday Wars, you had launched that on Kickstarter. How long has that been? Uh, that was last August. Okay. So last August, you put it up there. How'd you do? Uh, it was doing really, really bad. We were at like 24% and it was like, all right, I just got to kill this baby. Oh, I mean, that's a terrible imagery, but I understand. I understand. It, 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 it's a writing term. It's a writing term. Oh, okay. A writing term. Okay, good. Um, now you've come back, you've launched your project. You launched it uh, just about two days ago. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's not doing too bad. Uh, you're sitting at currently, as, as I look here, 22%. So we, we brought you back onto the show because we said we would uh, to talk about the second time around things that you've learned, ways that you've approached this, because we still don't know if it's going to be successful. You have uh, almost four weeks to go and you need to raise, you know, another 78%, but it's looking promising. So let's talk about kind of what went wrong that first time. All right. Um, so it's, it's a comic book and it's uh, based off my comic holiday wars. It's an online uh, graphic novel. And when we launched it last August, Probably the biggest mistake I, I made is I didn't properly prep and warn my fans. Okay, uh, and let's let's talk about that. Who are your fans? Who do you consider your fans? Uh, people who read it on a regular basis. Uh, we normally have anywhere between five to ten thousand people check it every day. Uh, once you factor out people who are just there for advertising or bots, it's still a good two to five thousand regular readers. Okay, and that's a fairly, I mean, that's a healthy, uh, yeah, readership. And mm -hmm. so these. You would have assumed, I'm guessing that's what happened, you assumed that these people would just, you would announce it and they'd just jump on board and, and, and support you, right? Right. What happened? It, it didn't happen. Uh, one, one of the hurdles we hit with that is that we learned very quickly our reader base is a lot younger than we realized. Uh, we have a lot of middle school and high school readers. Um, so without <laughs> any they, warning, they couldn't really do anything. And they don't have credit cards. Right. Okay. Interesting. How did you find that out? I started getting uh, a whole slew of emails from readers saying, oh, I really want to help. I'm only in middle school or, you know, I, I can't, you know, my mom won't let me use the credit card and, and things like that. <laughs> wow. I bet you that came as a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it, it was very shocking. It was like, look, guys, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Maybe just tweet it for me or, you know, say something on Facebook and that would be all the help I would need. I'm just glad you guys are reading it. Oh, how cool is that? All right. And so uh, that was one of the lessons learned. What else? Uh, the other thing is that my background is film and video. If you'd watched my Kickstarter video back in August, you couldn't tell that it was, it was very, very <laughs> subpar. Okay. <laughs> so what have you done this time? Uh, this time, instead of just having me talking in a voiceover of just, you know, flashing pretty artwork, I went ahead and did like a full motion comic trailer, uh, in after effects where it's basically the comic animated. Okay. That sounds cool. I've actually... Just to be fair, I've watched uh, about 17 seconds of it, and that might not sound like a lot to my listeners, but the, I think that you made your video less than 90 seconds, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah, it's one minute and 20 seconds. 
Yeah. So uh, 17 seconds in, I stopped it because I was hooked. I was hooked. It was uh, it was quite spectacular. And so I think you've done a great job of showing off those skills this time. Um, related to that is that you didn't get to really know me as a character slash person in the original video. So this time around, we now have a second video where I'm being interviewed by one of my characters. That's kind of interesting. Who did the voice for the interviewer? Um, it's a guy named uh, Brian Wilkins, and he does a webcomic called 1977. Okay. So you've kind of put all this effort into it now, mm-hmm. and uh, you think you're going to give it another go. Now, it's been out for two days, and you've raised you – know, you're at 22%. How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident at this point? Oh, I'm sick to my stomach. I have diarrhea. I am borderline <laughs> puking. It is stressful. This is this is horrible. Anyone who says this is fun, they are lying to you. Doing a Kickstarter is hard. Okay, so so you put it out there for 27 days. You could have put it out there for 45 or 60 days. Why the why the 27 or how many days did you put it out there? 27? The original Kickstarter was 60 days, and I didn't want to do that, but I was told I should. And it just dragged on and on and on and drove me crazy. Um, so this time around, I was like, no, no matter what, we were doing it under 30 days. And we got to 28 just because it was four weeks later. It was four weeks was a nice even number from Sunday to Sunday. Okay. And research shows, and I don't know if it's co- a cause or effect, but Sunday and Monday t- tend to be the two biggest funding days. So what projects tend to end and fund well on Sunday and Monday. I don't know if that's just because coincidence or whatever but uh that should be in your favor well fingers crossed fingers crossed so now what are you doing for these uh did you do something different for your uh credit card challenged readers uh what i did this time around is uh, i started telling them back the first week in march that we're doing a kickstarter the kickstarter is going to happen april 23rd april 23rd and then as we got closer, I started telling them more information about, look, this is what's going to go down. This is the new schedule. And on top of that, we started doing a whole different marketing push for the comic in addition to prepping the fans. Uh, tied to that, we have a, a huge contest going on where we're basically just trying to draw traffic to the webcomic. And hopefully people see the Kickstarter advertisements on the webcomic. We're like, oh, this is such a cool thing. I'm going to go ahead and pledge for it. So tell me about this advertising campaign that you're doing. What, what, what are you doing? I have a, a Google ads out. I have Project Wonderful ads out, uh, just drawing traffic to the site. I am doing a whole slew of interviews of different podcasts, different email interviews, different local news interviews. Um, we have the contest going on, and we're giving away uh, gift cards. We're giving away computer programs for writing, computer programs for drawing, and just tons of stuff, again, just to try and bring people in and you know, bring in, you know, I guess a couple thousand people, maybe two of those will want to go ahead and back it. So let's talk about, you You said one of the, the things amongst all that uh, activity, mm-hmm. uh, lo- local media. Right. So you're, you're in Maryland. Uh, you list on the website, you're from Ocean City, Maryland. What mm-hmm. kind of local media outreach did you do? And the reason I'm asking is because so often, you know, we get caught up in, okay, I got Facebook and Twitter. What else can I do? But I've had a few guests on who have done some non-traditional non-media those what do i want to say non-digital media advertising mm-hmm. and it's proved to be successful i'm interested what you're kind of pursuing on this uh between undergrad and grad school i worked as a local reporter for the newspaper so i already had contacts in the area with uh, the press 
And what I did is I sent out a basic press release to everyone and no one, no one really responded. So then I was like, all right, I, this is an important thing. We're going to really push it with everything we got. I went ahead and made a phone call. I was like, look, you know, I need an article. What can you do to help me out? And they uh-huh. did an article on it. And I, we've already got a couple backers who went ahead and Googled Ocean City Kickstarter and backed the project because of it. Huh. Why do you think that you got so little interest? Uh, the news is weird. Uh, it's, it's really changed in the last five years, especially with, you know, newspapers dying as much as they have. And it, it's, it's really just a, a crapshoot. You know, if two weeks from now I make $20,000 or, you know, some ridiculous number, which I won't ever do anyway, but let's just say hypothetically I did and I sent a press release out, all the papers would want to cover it then. It's really just, you know, to them what counts as news and this big event for me and, you know, for fans really isn't newsworthy to them. So is it, I'm going to pursue this a little bit mm-hmm. further. Is it, is it not newsworthy for them because they haven't heard of crowdfunding and Kickstarter or is it that they're oversaturated with Kickstarter and crowdfunding and you haven't, and there's nothing different about your campaign? Well, what we try to do here, or at least when I was pushing it to the, the press, you know, we launched the, the second book, we launched the new website, we launched the contest and we launched the Kickstarter all in one day. So the, the idea was that we did all these things and it would be newsworthy. Um, they didn't bite with any of them. So I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why. Oh, interesting. Okay. But when you uh, then, and this comes back then to the success of a Kickstarter c- campaign is often directly related to the extensiveness and strength of your network. Mm-hmm. You then said, okay, if the media is not going to help me on its own merits, you then kind of did the diving for dollars, so to speak. And that is you kind of went into your Rolodex and started making phone calls to contacts, right? Yeah. So if somebody's in your similar situation and they're looking to come out with a, a, a comics, uh, you know, a, a web comic or a project, what kind of advice are you going to give them? Uh, I think the, the biggest secret to Kickstarter is come with backers already ready to pledge, whether it's your mom, your best friend, someone from high school, whoever, you know, no matter what your project is, come with, you know, that, that 30% already ready to pledge and then launch it. And if you don't have that, just know it's going to be a tough climb. And that is, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of would-be uh, Kickstarter project owners out there. And because I've launched a couple of Kickstarter projects and I, and I know how tough it is. You're so consumed and there's so many balls in the air, right? There's so many things to get right for a project when you launch it. The idea to tell somebody, by the way, I agree with you, but the idea to tell somebody to wait and go do the work before you launch, is, I know that people are just like, I can't do that, right? There's so much emotional being poured into it. It's so hard to wait. I mean, we are not a patient society. And that deferred gratification of, no, I just want to launch it, then I'll go tell everybody. Did you were you faced with that, or is that what happened the first time? And then you just said, "I'm not doing that again." Uh, I kind of was told, you know, we should definitely do this with Holiday Wars the first time around. You know, this is our best chance for getting a print. You know, it's going to be too much of a, a risk if we go ahead and try to fund it ourselves. So I just kind of did it without doing the research or really prepping, and that's why you know my videos and everything else just just fell flat the first time. This time around, I started working on it the last week of January, and here we are, April twenty fourth. Um, so I've been working on this, you know, every free moment I've had, and I finally got it all finished about a week before we launched and every day I wanted to just hit that button and it took everything for me not to. 
So because, I, because why? Because I told the fans, you know, the 23rd, the 23rd, the 23rd, you know, we have the marketing, we have ads in uh, free comic book day coming out and all these interviews I had lined up. And I knew I was like, you know what, this is the plan. I need to just be loyal and stick to my plan no matter what, even though it was, it was hard. It was tempting. It was very, very tempting. Oh, I know. And I, and I bet. And so, and it's surprising that you, you hung in there, but it, it sounds like you set up accountability outside of yourself that, uh, that kind of forced your hand on that one. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm a, if I had done it early, I would have gotten called out on it big time. Now, let me just ask you this. Your project isn't that big. Uh, what do you mean? Well, um, you're asking for, and, and I didn't mean that as a, as a negative, sorry, because uh, I'm realizing that might have come across that way. What I meant by that is, is that you're asking for $3,000. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Scott, you've put in way more than $3,000 worth of effort into this. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, that's what I mean by it's not that big uh, to, uh, in relationship to the amount of effort you've poured into it. Uh, would you argue that anybody... Is there, what am I trying to say? I guess I'm trying to say is that there is, is there something different or unrelated to the amount of money that the amount of money is kind of irrelevant? You, you, sh- you just need to be professional in what you do, no matter how much money you're asking for. We are trying to print the first book, which is 170 pages. It's full color. That's going to cost us with printing about 4,400 bucks. Um, we're willing to cover a third of that. Uh, the rest of it, we, I, we just can't afford. So the idea with the Kickstarter is to cover the rest of the shipping and printing. Uh, for people who have like 30000 50000 and, and so on goals, I, I don't know where they're coming up from. I mean, I, I have a book that's out. I, I've worked with publishers. I know how much it costs to print a comic book. And I, we have a realistic, you know, honest-to-God quote from the printers, and that's why ours is $3,000. Uh, as for the other people, I have no idea what they're doing with theirs. Got it. Got it. But to come back to my, mm-hmm. my comment, and that is, it sounds like that this, the effort you're putting into this isn't related to the amount of money, but to the, the passion of the project. Oh, oh, at the end of the day, the goal isn't to, to raise money. The goal is to get the book printed so we can put it in people's hands. Uh, a lot of people are snobby with webcomics, and so our biggest goal here is to be at a convention and say, look, check out Holiday Wars. And people will actually read it because, hey, it's, it's in a book as opposed to being online. Uh, very valid point. Uh, you, you make me laugh with snobby about uh, online comics, web comics. How long has Holiday Wars been around? We launched uh, July fifteenth, two thousand ten. Um, so people have been reading it since then. So you're coming up on two years. Yeah. So we're still a baby in the in the web comic world. You are, but uh, that's still uh, that's very respectable. That's very respectable. Well, uh, I am. I feel privileged to be a part of this second, uh, the second coming out here to uh, make this successful. I think that you're going to do just fine. You're sitting at uh, um, almost a quarter of your goal with more than three weeks to go. I know me saying it and the reality of actually having it happen are two different things. And having gone through it myself, when you cross the threshold and you actually fund, there is no sense of euphoria. There is only a sense of dread that now one of your friends or your mother is going to pull her pledge and drop you below that right at the last minute. Right. Just thought I'd share that with you. Thanks. Thanks. That it doesn't doesn't get any better. I was looking forward to some sleep now, man. Oh, oh, man. I overfunded mine, I think, by about 150%. And I got to tell you, to the minute that it ended, I was convinced that my friends were like, okay, he doesn't need the help. 
and that was they were just going to pull the plug on me. So uh, you it, until the until it's over, you won't have that sense of uh, sense of peace. All right. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show with me again, Scott, and I wish, wish you the best of luck on this project. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it's obvious from talking to you that this is a very passionate labor of love. It is. And I hope I've shared some information. So someone listening to this was like, hey, you know what? I see the mistakes he made and hopefully I cannot make them. Well, one mistake that most people make that you didn't make, and that is to quit after an initial failure. And I have seen that happen where people get discouraged and they pull the plug, they back away, they walk away, and they can't just handle that that sense of failure. And that's one mistake you didn't make. And I appreciate that you have brought it back so that it's great artwork and it looks like a great story. And I think your fans are going to be thrilled to have it. Now you just got to convince all those kids to get their parents to buy it for them for Christmas. Right. right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Scott, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer. My guest has been Scott King, the creator of Holiday Wars, a Kickstarter project that is a comic book um, project to pull the comic book off of his webcomic, which has been running for two years, also called Holiday Wars. And we appreciate him being here. Hopefully you've heard something that has inspired you, interested you, and hopefully that you will now pursue your passion so that we can see it on Kickstarter and help you fund your dream. Thank you for listening. Take care.